Balls. He's a libertarian in chief. This is the libertarian chief chat. Just a libertarian chit chat with the chief. Oh, hey, I'm Kevin. I'm here too. All right, welcome to Chief Chat with Todd Hagopian and not Kevin Hobby because he is stuck at a work function. Um, today we have with us a very special guest out of the Libertarian Party of Nevada, Jesse Welsh. Jesse, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Jesse Welsh. I am running for vice chair of the Nevada Libertarian Party. Uh, the convention is coming up on May 1st. Um, Last year, I was supporting uh, Tulsi Gabbard uh, in the Democratic primary. Um, so war is my number one issue. Ending the wars is my biggest priority. And she was the most, by far and away, the most outspoken anti-war candidate, even more so than the, the eventual libertarian nominee, Joe Jorgensen. Um, but unfortunately, most Democratic voters did not see her as the optimal choice and decided to smear her relentlessly and she and didn't do too well in any of the primaries. So once she dropped out, uh, the, the code pandemic had just started. So I decided to hold off on changing my registration until I could do it again publicly. Um, so I actually like, I didn't hear anything from the Nevada Libertarian Party or Clark County, which is where I live. Uh, I live in Las Vegas and so funny story how I actually got into the party the day before the Clark County Convention. Um, so I'm, I'm also president of you know these Young Americans for Liberty chapter. Okay. And so the day before we got um, a, this gentleman whiz from Americans for Prosperity invited our Yale chapter to this barbecue dinner. I was told with some local libertarians. So I thought to myself, oh cool, I get to meet some some local libertarians a, a dinner with all libertarians. You know, it'll be cool, meet some like-minded people, maybe get some photos for the Instagram. And we get there, it's some, uh, they're off from the Mises Caucus and they're just getting ready for the Clark County Convention the following day. So I thought, so I thought to myself, oh, this is really cool. Um, my state chair, um, Zaina Tamam, I hope I said that last name right. Um, she came in about an hour into the, into the dinner and we ended up deciding to not only, I think she's already registered for the party, uh, I decided to join and we decided to run for positions in the Clark County Executive Committee. I decided to run for, I almost ran for chair, but uh, like the morning, like before the credentialing, uh, Jeff Hurley, who ended up becoming chair, decided he wanted to run for it. So I was a little relieved. I didn't really want to be county chair my first day in the party. So I thought, cool, I'll run for vice chair. It'd be, be, it'd be nice. It just nice to have someone over me who has more experience in the party and just kind of knows how things already function. And in Zena, she ran for secretary. So, so, um, so it, it takes a dark turn pretty quickly. Um, a friend of mine of two years decides, uh, shows up and I thought, Oh, Hey, what's up, buddy. And we say hi real quick. He's like, Oh dude, don't join the Mises caucus. Some people go with those guys. And it, so my first day, this is my first hour in the party. I don't know anything about these caucuses. Like most people outside the party don't really care. They just think, okay, Libertarian Party. Like I'm just thinking to myself, I just want the party to be active again. That's all. Right. Because uh, I'm going to get into just, I'm going to summarize the, um, the functional issues with the Nevada LP in just a second. Sure. But um, long story short, um, I get lumped in with the Mises caucus and 
And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I'm I'm just with a bunch of people who want to be active. Right. Um, and so my friend's partner in crime, uh, I'm not going to reveal their name because they did apologize um, a few days after the fact. So I'm just going to leave them out of it. I'm not sure they, thought they want me to reveal their name or their identity on this podcast. So I'm just going to respect them and just leave the name out. So I think nothing of it. And, you know, the, the vice chair election, uh, the lady, who um, she, Paulina, she's actually a really nice lady, by the way. Uh, you know, we kind of talked a little bit, you know, had a, had a brief dinner after um, the elections were over. And at the convention, she, she got the nomination. She literally said, I begrudgingly accept. And I just got this vibe that, like, she did not really want to be there. Sure, so, sure. so, and so, unfortunately, so J- Jeff Hurley ends up winning chair by one vote. Um, I go up and, you know, I'm, I'm running on 16 hours notice. So I didn't have time to prepare a speech or anything like that. Like I found out the day of the night before. Yeah. So my speech is not that great. And, you know, I, I, I have some general ideas. I, I think of like, Hey, let's start doing socials again in April instead of waiting until June. Cause it's already been, it's already been over a year, you know, let's communicate on discord instead of group me so we can divide things out. And it's not just one convoluted, giant convoluted chat, just some, um, let's start being present on college campuses. Just, just some, you know, small things that I think, hey, we can just do. It'll be awesome. Uh, unfortunately, my friend votes against me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a friend of two years. I was kind of caught off guard. Um, after the convention, he said congratulations to me. And, you know, I'm, I, when I decide to run for something, I put up a lot of emotional weight into, into it, like even if it's last minute. So, like, you know, after a loss, I'm not the easiest person to approach. But when you, but when like when you just say congratulations to me, and I'm already confused as to why like my friend voted against me. Now, if you would have said like, "Hey, man, like it's your first day at a party. I don't. You sure have for some, maybe at large or something." Okay. Um, or hey, you know, she, you know, Pauline was actually an excellent vice chair, and just tell me why you think she's over another term. But he didn't do any of that. Um, later, I saw his post on Facebook saying, "Here's some Mises tears." I thought, "Damn. Okay. Well, you stopped me." Um, and so there's this perception that the Mises Caucus took over the Clark County party, but it's actually not true. They ran three candidates out of the five positions and they ran me for vice chair and Zaina for secretary. Uh, Jeff Hurley won county chair. I lost a close call for vice chair. Zaina won secretary unopposed. Uh, Brian Elliott, who's running for treasurer on the Mises slate for the state convention, uh, he won county treasurer. Uh, he ran unopposed. Um, he is very qualified for the, for the job. And I can't pronounce uh, Randy. I cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, I do apologize. Uh, he ran. He, he ran for at large. Uh, he lost to the the state secretary Lou Pombo. So they nominated the the state secretary to run for county at large. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he just wants to take a downgrade because, you know, maybe he has a lot going on in his life and just realizes, okay, you know, maybe I don't want to be in a state excom for the next two years. Or maybe they nominated him because they just wanted to avoid what they thought was disaster. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but but not, but there's a perception that the Mises Caucus took over, quote unquote, but that's actually not true. Uh, there's two out of the five member XCOM, there's two Mises Caucus members, there's two establishment and one Zena. So she actually bounce she actually balances things out. Sure. So it's a very it's a balanced XCOM. So I think it'd actually work really well that way because you know, Zana's willing to work, and I'm sure that um, the two people in the, I believe they're both pragmatists. I'm not 100% sure on that. 
you know, it's going to be a different um, XCOM with a new chair and they're going to want to do a lot more stuff. Sure. And I'm looking forward to what they're going to be doing. Cool. Um, I, I mean, I know the, on Twitter, the Clark County's page already grew like ninefold in the last like couple weeks. Yeah, that happens when you start posting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so my issues with the, the state party, um, if you go on the website and you look up like their minutes, yeah, like the most recent minutes are from May 4th of 2019. Right. So I'm not sure if the secretary has neglected to do his job or if the XCOM just hasn't met the entire two years. Right. Um, I, I honestly don't know. And I, and like, I've met Lou a couple of times and he, he seems like a, a really good guy. If he, if he messaged me tomorrow, said, Hey, really you want to grab some lunch or grab a beer? You know, sure. I go like, I don't have any hatred towards anybody like, like up there. Like, I mean, except my, my friend kind of stabbed me in the back and, and I saw another post later that night um, saying that uh, they beat some, uh, they're going to take down the quote unquote Mises brown shirt fucks. So I argue with a friend a little bit. Um, eventually, just a couple of people call uh, call this person out. They send me an apology a few days later. You know, I accept it. Um, and you know, I just, you know, I forgive. I forgive them. I'm not like gonna hold a grudge. Um, not even against my former friend. I mean, I think what he did was cowardly as fuck. I think that what um, you know, I wish he would have just been direct with me and just kind of just been honest about like what his intentions were and at the very least like if you see a post you know calling your calling somebody you've known for two years a fucking brown shirt you say something like hey bro dude like don't call my dude i've known this guy for two years he's a good person like he's not a fucking nazi right <laughs> like, like even if you truly believe that the mises caucus is all right which from what i've seen i've not gotten a single alt-right vibe from anyone in um, specifically Nevada, like, I, I don't, like, I'm not going to speak for other states, you know, I don't really pay attention to, like, what's going on, like, you know, New York, I pay a little attention to Oklahoma, yeah, um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm worried about my state and what, what, what can happen, yeah. so, so after about a week, I decided, um, okay, I'll, I'll think, I'll run for vice chair of the state, um, I can do a lot more, um, you know, I want to help the, um, I want to help every, every county, uh, you know, form its own affiliate because most of the counties don't, don't have them. Um, I know Clark County um, has one, obviously. Washoe County has one. Uh, their convention was last weekend. Uh, the Mises Caucus swept um, every single person on their slate ran unopposed and not a single person objected to any of their uh, elections. <laughs> like there wasn't, like, the, like they didn't even put up a fight against them. Like it was just... I wish I could have been there because it, it must have been pretty epic. Yeah. And um, I think Douglas County, I believe they just formed an affiliate. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it will be a brand new affiliate, but most of the counties don't have them yet. So I want to help out with that. I want to spread college camp. I want to spread the LP on the college campuses leading up to midterms. I've already gained the minimal number of students in UNLV to form a, a chapter in our campus. So we're going to get the, once registration opens up for a new uh, student organization in August, I'm going to get the ball roll on that immediately. Awesome. And we're going to spend the fall growing the chapter, and then we're going to spend 2022 just in, inviting uh, libertarian candidates to, to speak on campus. Yeah. And I want to 
because I remember that because Republicans aren't really present on college campuses, and I don't see that changing in 2022. But students need more than one op to be exposed to more than one option. Yeah. Well, go back a little bit. <clears throat> so I think it's interesting. I think what I heard is you supported Tulsi. You were active or the president of Yao. President? Uh, yeah, president. Yep. And then, and then you're a libertarian. So you kind of had this Democrat, Republican, libertarian. How did you, how did you come to the party? What made you decide to take that step? Um, talk us through that. Um, I decided I was definitely going to do that the second Tulsi dropped out. Okay. It's just that during the pandemic, like I know uh, to change your, your registration um, online in Nevada, you have to have a Nevada ID. Okay. I have a, I still have a Hawaii driver's license. It's good for eight <laughs> years, and it looks nice. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it until 2023. I, I like it, and I, and I look young, I look a bit younger in the photo, so why not? <laughs> so, you know, first chance to change it in person was at the Clark County Convention, so I did. Okay, very good. And 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 now I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. So um, talk I, to I, me I, a little bit about what you've learned about the Libertarian Party of Nevada, who has been in the news a little bit just over the last uh, few months. Um, what what are your first impressions about the party in general? Uh, what have you heard that they need to get better at? What are they doing right? You know, walk us through some of that. Uh, one, they need to be active. Uh, you know, I would like to, you know, they need to either have, um, the, the new executive committee needs to either have meetings Quarterly, quarterly like they're supposed to or the secretary needs to start posting minutes so doing like the basic functions of your jobs um they need to like uh, you know they need to start focusing on you know promoting candidates to run in smaller races like local races especially in those more rural counties like i love don't get me wrong i love having people to vote for for congress for senate for governor but we're not going to get a libertarian governor in 2022 um, I live in uh, District 1. Uh, Dina Titus is going to have this seat until she retires. Um, it is a deep blue seat. Um, U.S. Senate, it's, it's probably going to be blue for a little while. You know, I, I, I want to see more, like, even State Assembly. Like, in, in my district, I, ne I, ha I didn't have a libertarian option either of my two. Uh, oh, I moved here in 2018 after I got off active duty, like in the fall. So in both elect in both state elections, I um, 2018, 2020, I did not I did not see a libertarian option for anything under governor. Okay. So I know they run it in a few districts here and there, but it's not common. And like nothing for county, nothing local. Um, and in in Las Vegas, it's probably a little hard to win like the city, but there's a lot of small towns in, in the middle of the desert, like in the state, that people can a libertarian who's well known in their community can can win in. Here, yeah, um, I, we have five elected officials in Oklahoma, and most of them are in kind of the smaller, out of town type cities. I think we have two in suburbs of Oklahoma City, uh, and then the other ones are in smaller, smaller cities out in the sticks, and where you only need you know a hundred people, two hundred people, to win some of those elections. They're a lot, a lot more attainable. Yeah, absolutely, and. You know, I also want to see the Libertarian uh, Party get more involved in like local community service. I was watching this in a, in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. It was brought up and like, how come the Libertarian Party's never does community service? So light bulb in my head, 
But I started doing that. So I'm looking into an animal shelter to actually possibly push for something this coming Saturday. Um, I'm, I'm going to decide tonight for sure. And I'm going to post it in like the, the local uh, LP groups on Facebook and say, hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing this on a Saturday. Let's get some libertarians out there and make a, you know, set up a party presence. Yeah. And yeah. this is something I want to continue doing in Las Vegas, regardless of whether or not I get elected as vice chair. You know, I want to start doing the, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate that I didn't get the chance to actually jump into the party until the day before the convention. Um, I didn't hear about it. Um, I wasn't part of the Facebook group because I hadn't joined the party. Um, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything post on any Facebook events posted. And it's just, it's a little frustrating, but I, I realize it's not my fault. It's what's done is done. Nothing I can do about it now. Um, you know, I also want to just be um, um, issue focused because nobody really um, didn't speak out against the lockdowns nearly enough um, during like, especially when they were at their, at their peak, I've heard next to nothing from the, the Nevada LP. Yeah, that's been one of the one of the criticisms of the Nevada LP is that they didn't say anything the entire time the lockdowns happened and then just recently uh, got real loud about some wrong things. But um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting to hear kind of the the new guy perspective because inside the party, people think of the Nevada LP as having a decent amount of power inside of the Libertarian Party. Um, but as somebody inside of Nevada, you know, you not hearing from them at all uh, in the run-up, even when you were interested in the party, is pretty disappointing um, from from both uh, having somebody to vote for standpoint and from a how to get involved standpoint. So definitely, I mean, everybody, you know, it's always different once you get, like in Oklahoma, for example, when I came here, uh, I was surprised at how active the party was. I came from Ohio, where we had a decent party, but it just wasn't as um, in your face as Oklahoma was. And so I found it right away. There were things to do, people to talk to, um, and got right into it. And it sounds like Nevada's not that way. The good news is that's low-hanging fruit for somebody like you to come in and make some changes and, and make a real difference pretty early on. Oh, oh my election is going to be an uphill battle. Um, I'm running independently of the Mises Caucus slate. Um, so for the vice chair election, you have me, you have uh, Jeff Hurley of the Mises Caucus, who's also the Clark County chair. Yeah. Um, great guy, and he's going to be a really tough opponent. And then you have uh, Greg Luckner. He's the pragmatist uh, candidate. Um, I've met him at the Clark County convention. Uh, his wife is the Clark County chair. They're really nice people, and I, and I genuinely like... And I'm actually going to... I'm going to set plans to meet up both of them uh, individually for lunch uh, at some point next week. Um, like I genuinely don't, I, I believe that Greg's reason for running for vice chair is to try to stop the Mises candidate. Right. And I even heard that from like, from somebody outside of the libertarian party. Um, so a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, VZL chapter, we did a protest on the strip with uh, the local Muslim student association. We protested uh, the China, China, communist China's uh, Uyghur genocide. So we marched from Mandalay Bay to Blasio and back, which is about half the strip. Right. And it was about 50 people. Which, and, and the strip was pretty crowded too. So a lot of people saw us marching. It was really, um, so this one gentleman, I'm not gonna say his name from the Clark County Democrats. I believe he's their communication director. 
Uh, I'm not going to say his name because I, um, a friend of mine who was at the protest uh, overheard him saying to a police officer that came by before the protest started that he was he lied to them saying that we're only going to march a really short distance. And then he told the, everyone at the protest that, hey, the, the officer said that we can only march this really short distance and not really get into the crowd, which turned up, which we end up going to Bellagio anyway. Right. And I'm not sure why he said that. I'm not sure what his reasoning was. Um, but I did advise the uh, Muslim Student Association to keep him at arm's length. Um, but the day before, while we were on campus, like making signs, uh, he did come by to introduce himself to everybody. Um, so I, I did bring up that I was running for vice chair of the uh, Libertarian Party. He said, oh, so you, you know Greg? And I said, yeah, he, I'm running against him. He said, he's running against me. He's like, yeah, no, I know. And then he told me that uh, Greg said that he was running because he didn't think that anybody else could, could do it. So, you know, I thought to myself, oh, okay, he's running to stop the Mises caucus. Right. Um, so, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm going to sit, I'm going to make up plans for the meet with him for lunch or dinner or whatever next week. Uh, a few days before the convention, I'm going to ask him directly and say, Hey man, why are you really running for vice chair? Like, do you want to run for vice chair because you think you're the person for the job because you're passionate about the position because you want to push ideas forward? Or are you just trying to stop the Mises caucus? Right. Because, What's going to happen is, based on first impressions, like, you know, in the party and how I've been treated, the Mises Caucus has treated me much better than the, the establishment has. Right. And, and I, quite frankly, like, I think that Jeff Hurley would do a better job than Greg. No, absolutely no offense to him at all. Right. And, like, and me and Jeff, have, you know, I've even, like, communicated with him, uh, with Jeff, once I found out I wasn't on the Mises slate, I told him, I'm going to keep running. And... Because you need because you need fifty percent majority to or fifty one percent majority to actually win, you know if I get third and no one gets a majority, it's going to go to a runoff. Right. And I will endorse Jeff if that happens. Sure. Yeah. And, and back to your other point, I mean we have fifty people inside of the Oklahoma Mises Caucus. I've never met one person that fits the alt right, you know, description that people throw out there all the time. And it's just really disappointing because you're probably the seventh state that I've talked to, you know, that has X number of people in the Mises caucus and nobody fits that definition. And it's just what's being thrown around. Um, I haven't seen it. And actually, I think someone from Oklahoma actually shared one of my posts yesterday saying not to support me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. It was like Richie something. Uh, some he. He, he had about 9,100 followers on Twitter. Oh, I have, and he would not support you? Yeah, and I have 270. Richie Costado or something like that? Yeah, Costado. he's not in Oklahoma anymore. He, he was in Oklahoma. He's a douchebag. Um, that he's just an anti-Mises guy. He's, yep. he's for some reason gotten it in, in his head that that's what he needs to be. is just anti-whatever Mises so, is. So he was under the impression that I was the Mises candidate. Yeah. And I saw I saw him reply to one where you had listed, you know, podcasts that you wanted to be on and and he was Oh, like, you saw that. Okay. Fire, yeah. So so you saw so you saw all the Mario Kart memes then that people were, were posting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so a handful of those were libertarian, but like most of those people were just people that I knew, like some fraternity brothers. Oh, and by the way, um Shout out to Tall Kappa Epsilon uh, from Pilot Chapter in UNLV. If you are a college student looking for brotherhood, Rush Teak. 
We had to so, stamp those. <laughs> so some some fraternity brothers, um, some some um, fellow student veterans, uh, but mostly Mark competitive Mario Kart players. Um, yeah. Oh, I also play Mario Kart competitively. Okay. <laughs> um, so the idea for the memes actually came from one of my team captains, a seventeen-year-old kid, phenomenal player, by the way. Yeah. A lot better than I am. <laughs> so I was like, hey, um, if I do this, will you do it too? He said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, let's just spam this guy with Mario Kart memes. <laughs> and and he's under the impression that either A, those are all burner accounts, or B, they're, um, they're all Mises people. Like, no, they're just kids that are really good at a video game. Yeah. <laughs> just standing up for a teammate, that's all. Uh, but en enough about that clown. Um, so... So I'm going to go talk to Greg next week and I'm going to tell him, I'm like, look, man, um, this is what's going to happen. Like, uh, there's a good chance I'll get third if I go up. I mean, it's always possible that I get to bring enough people. Like right now, I have about 10 who are confirmed, about 15 who are pending. And I'm going to be going to like a handful of other events to kind of promote the party. Um, so it could end up being only 10, but, it, you know, if it ends up being 50, like it's not. Impo that's not impossible at this point right. like it could it's it's really unpredictable just how big my turnout is going to be and i'm not talking to like Mises people or non Mises people i'm talking to just regular people who want to be left alone by the government sure how many um, people but, do you think are going to come to the convention um right now i have 10 who told me they would and how many total though um i mean there's still 15 people who are still pending who i've talked to they haven't decided yet and a couple of people I'm still trying to like sell sell my ideas to, sell the idea of libertarianism to. And then there's still many, uh, do you know how many um, go to the oh, convention? Oh, as of right now, there's about 55 RSVP'd. Okay. okay. Um nobody, nobody I nobody I talked to actually I don't think they signed up on the website yet. Okay. I think most of them are just gonna sign up at the yeah. convention and just do that. Okay. So so if I bring like if I manage to bring 30 or 40, um it could be really good. Yeah. Um, but I'm but I'm confident that I'm gonna bring more than the difference between both major caucuses. Yeah. So yeah. like uh, at the very least, like I I could potentially be kingmaker. Yeah, I mean it's it's always interesting when you get in the room. Uh, Mises in Oklahoma brought about eighteen people, and we had about forty nine voting uh, members at the convention, uh, and Mises swept all eight races um, between Mises and Mises endorsed candidates. But the point of that is uh, not that Mises is so good, but that they swept with much lower than 50% of the votes. Um, so it's always about building a coalition once you get in there, you know, getting people that you hadn't met before to vote for you, um, building those relationships in the room, you know, prior to the vote. Uh, do you know what the schedule looks like? Is it voting on the first day second day is it two it's days? a it's a single day convention okay great good yeah so it's all about networking you get your guys to network for you too and um it'd be a really interesting interesting time but yeah if you can roll in there uh 20 or 30 deep you know what i mean that'd be that would be put you on the map for sure oh about halfway there and there's still a lot more events to be uh for me to network at so um but i mean you know, it's worst case scenario. I bring this, my group is small, um, enough to give you the side of the majority, most likely. And at that point, I mean, you know, my endorsement could determine 
Like, and it hit me this weekend. I thought, wow, my endorsement can determine who the new state X com could be. Right. Like, it, it, that, that's a very realistic possibility. Yeah. And I realized, like, me actually winning, it, it, I'm shooting, I'm aiming for the, for the fences. It, um, it's a Hail Mary at this point. I, I recognize that. But you never, but depends. Like, we'll see. Yeah. Um, what are but, the other races looking like? I mean, uh, um, oh, right now, what's going on? Oh, so um, at large, I don't, I only know the Mises candidate. I don't know who else is running. Or actually, no, the person who um, called me a brown shirt, I think, is also running. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's pretty clear who I'm going to vote for for, the, for that one. The, the person who didn't call me a brown shirt. Um, sure, the apology accepted. I'm not going to hold a grudge. But if you want to earn my vote, you have to actually make an effort to reach out to me. Um, so, Southern rep and Northern rep. I don't think I don't know if the Mises candidates have any opposition. Uh, treasurer, um, if Tim Hagen doesn't win chair, he may run for treasurer again. I don't know, but I know Brian Elliott. He's running for treasurer. He is exceptionally qualified. I intend to support him. Uh, secretary, I know my friend Dana is running, and so is the Mises candidate, uh, Katie. Don't remember her last name. I do apologize, Katie. Um, don't know how that's gonna. That's gonna. I don't know if the, the pragmatists are running anybody for that one. Um, vice chair, it's myself, Jeff Hurley, and Greg Luckner. And but I, I'm going to tell Greg, like, look, if you really want to run, great, run. It'll probably go like this. I'm I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get third. I'm going to endorse Jeff, and Jeff will win. Um, but if his but if his goal is to beat Jeff, then he has the opportunity to endorse me, and you know my support will will bring. Um, Combine some coalitions with him, with his support, it could bring us. It could bring. It'll bring me over the edge. Sure. sure. Um, but that's. Um, but if he's running, if he's truly running because he wants to run, then, hey, you know what? Then I wish him the best of luck. And then, um, but it, I have a pretty good idea how it's going to go. Which you know, if Jeff is vice chair, that'll be awesome. I think he'd do a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, uh, but my my concern is that, well, like the anti-war thing is my biggest thing, which I didn't bring up earlier, but. I know the Biden administration is going to renege on bringing the troops home. Um, September, you know, the 20 year anniversary, 9-11, like, why would you be, why would you have to use a date like that to say, hey, this is when the war is going to end? Right. Like, it, like it's, it's political theater. I don't trust them at all. And there needs to be, there needs to be a huge voice, like, you know, to protest when, once he, rene once he reneges, because it's going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. trust him. And if I can use the seat as vice chair, you know, and as a veteran, like this is something I take personally. You know, I, I know a lot of veterans who've you know been to the Middle East, who've fought, who've come very close to dying. You know, know people who are fucked up, know people who've committed suicide. Like it's, you know, like these are people just I care deeply about, and so so I have to like at least try to win. That way, I can be the you know to give myself the biggest voice possible when this happens. Sure. And then the COVID thing. I mean, I, I know everyone has a personal COVID story, um, but so I was working for Yale uh, last summer in Michigan. Uh, my father, who I didn't have a good relationship with, he passed away mid towards the end of July. Um, I could not go to his funeral because of uh, Pennsylvania's uh, COVID rules for funerals. Right. So, you know, so because of that, I have regrets that I'm going to have the rest of my life because of a, of a governor's arbitrary rules for COVID. Yeah. And so, 
yeah, I'm going to fight as hard as I can to give myself the biggest reach to, you know, speak out on these issues. Um, okay. So, you know, that's why I'm, that's why I'm running uh, policies aside. You know, this is as personal to me as it can be. Um, so for chair, you have uh, Charles Melchin, uh, the Mises candidate. Um, he's an awesome organizer, by the way. He, he's been running socials, um, uh, like monthly socials uh, that the county LP was supposed to be running. And it's been gr he's been gradually building the Mises coalition. Like actually the, the first day the state um, party posted on Twitter, like I forgot what it was, it was some controversial post. I think two people came to the meetup um, over that post, you know, to join the Mises caucus. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, every post they make, you know, helps the Mises side. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, um, then there's um, Tim Hagen, the, um, the establishment choice. Um, he's, he's a nice guy. I met him um, at the county convention. Um, I, I mean, I, but I do hesitate to support the, you know, the establishment though. Like, even though he hasn't been, he hasn't taken part in the infighting, he hasn't done, done that. It's just, he, he also has been quiet on like these issues too. Yeah. And, and, and I think he's a great guy. So is everyone else I've, I've talked to. I voted for him for U.S. Senate in 2018, like enthusiastically. Like I remember meeting him. I was like, oh, you're, you're, he had a, his name tag. I was like, oh, you're Tim Hagen. I oh, am, yeah, man. I voted for you in 2018. Yeah. Dude, it's, you know, it's awesome to finally meet you, you know, like it's just one really thing, thing that's cool is you get to meet these people you vote for for these federal races. You know, I met the, I met the guy I voted for, for, for my congressional district. Super yeah. cool guy. Like it's just, it's really cool. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm actually meeting people I voted for, you know, in these elections. This is really cool. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I got just a little bit starstruck, you know, just my first day in the party and meeting these people. Um, but, you know, and I, but I still hesitate to support the establishment for like this particular race. Um, and then there's Brandon Davis. He is also a pragmatist, I believe, but he's running more of a, he's also more of a unity candidate. Okay. Uh, he's not on, on me and Zayn's uni ticket. Um, I had a call with him about a month ago. Um, I don't know who he's going to ultimately endorse uh, between me, Greg, and Jeff. Uh, although I suspect it's not going to be Jeff. Um, it'll probably be Greg, which, you know, which, you know, it's, if he thinks Greg is the best person, you know, hey, that's, I'm not going to like, hold a grudge for it um but, he, but he's been doing a lot of work you know he's been managing uh libertarian campaigns he's been helping the douglas county uh county affiliate form like he's actually been flying out there like personally and helping out um you know so they've all been they've all done phenomenal work um you know they i think any one of those three would be great chairs yeah but but my mindset is i'm voting for my potential boss yeah so i'm gonna vote for who most wants me as their second in command and as of right now, that's Charles. Sure, like I'm not on the slate, but out of the three of those, Charles is the only one who voted for me at the county convention. Uh, right. The other two voted for my opponent. Um, you know, if Brandon was to endorse me, then I would, you know, um, of course, if they would have a debate and it was to be one-sided, then I'd have to go with the, you know, the clear winner. Sure. Um, but as of right, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know how that, um, if it does, great. If not, then... You know, I'm, I'm gonna have to decide very in a very logical sense of like who most wants me as their number two. Sure. So it's like, okay, Charles, you know, supported me for uh, county vice chair, and the other two did not. So I'm gonna. As, so if the, if the convention was tomorrow, I'd I'd support Charles, and I would urge my voters, the people I bring, to do the same. Sure. And but if Brandon was to endorse me, then I would endorse him back. 
uh, no hard feelings to anybody else. And I would ask him to lead um, me and Zane in his unity ticket. And then we could actually campaign as one force instead of like two separate forces. Sure. Um, if Tim endorses me, um, I'd be really suspicious. I'd be like, okay, let's meet up for lunch. Like what, what's the catch? Like what's, what do you want? And if he tells me, hey man, I want you to urge your voters to and go against the Mises caucus, like I would have to decline. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be up to every individual candidate to reach out to me. And I do not anticipate any of the, for the races that have establishment candidates, like I don't anticipate any of them doing that at this point. Yeah. Um, so it which is like, but you know, of course, um, we're doing this recording on Tuesday. This will be released Friday, I believe. So by the time you're watching this, like everything could, could be completely different. <laughs> it, I, I, I didn't anticipate Tim jumping into the chair race. I didn't anticipate, um, you know, that fiasco uh, on Twitter on Things Sunday with the Nevada LP and then the unauthorized page forming. You know, I. It's yeah. pretty. So you never know. Like you still have eleven days as of right now. Um, a lot can change. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of wild, I think. Um, and and obviously, anybody who knows Tim knows he's one of the nicest guys in the LP, and nobody needs to campaign negatively against him. The the biggest thing, the criticism I've had of Tim, is that he's been on the leadership team in Nevada, um, and he said nothing as all of this bad Twitter stuff was going on, where they went a year without any messaging at all on the lockdown and then suddenly had a ton of messaging about how other states sucked and how the Mises caucus sucked. Um, and that's what they were spending all their time messaging. And so my biggest criticism of him was just that he wasn't saying anything. Now, suddenly Sunday happened. Don't know how, don't know why, don't know when, you know what I mean? That suddenly this guy gets kicked off of Twitter and they cleared the entire Twitter history and blah, blah, blah. I'm assuming Tim had something to do with that, but I don't know. And if he did, I wish he'd say so, so I could publicly, you know, tell him congratulations and thank you. Uh, but I did put on Twitter, you know, thank you to whoever drove that decision because we need better messaging out of our state affiliates. And I think that this, that was one step in the right direction, even though there has been no messaging since. I mean, um, in the right direction. Okay. Uh, so my speculation is, I believe that after the Washoe County Convention, where Mises just completely swept, which by the way, like it's, like if I was to be on the Mises slate, like this election would be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's a, I gotta be honest, just being in the Facebook group and just like seeing everyone just talk, just the excitement, you know, like the passion everyone has, like it's a hell of a wave to be on. Yeah. So, so whether it's me or Jeff, I mean, it's just going to be, and like, and like I said, like even Greg, like if he's running for the right reasons and not just to be anti-Mises, which I want to have a conversation with him about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether it's me or Jeff, I mean, you know, it's just, I'm going to do, some, I'm going to put a lot of work and I'm going to do whatever is needed from the, you know, from the new executive committee to, you know, be, bring a party to, to its peak. Yeah. And but of course, though, I, I am trying my absolute hardest to win. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get on as many podcasts as I can to kind of spread the word of unity and all the issues that are happening and, and my ideas. I'm also tr um, I'm paying to have profession a professional uh, flyer done Yeah. Um, with a friend of mine who is really good at uh, graphic design. And I think, so, I think one thing that people aren't seeing this year is that, um, 
is that this controversy slash, you know, debate between the caucuses is actually driving engagement around the country. You know, we had our biggest convention ever. A couple other states have had their biggest convention ever. People are getting excited walking into these conventions. You got new blood, you got new um, folks who are offering to help the party, even if they're not part of leadership. I think, um, I think it's going to be a good thing overall, no matter who wins. I'm really interested in watching and see what happens in Nevada. Right. But, um, but I mean, I think you're right. The excitement alone is a good thing. And usually the day after convention, everybody comes together and, and starts working for the goals of the party, which is what should happen. There was zero blowback whatsoever in Oklahoma after we won the elections. You know what I mean? We all just got to work. Everyone's working together and everyone's still pumped up um, and and we're having a great time. So. Yeah, and there are some people who are just so anti-Mises that they're just going to be at, at everyone's throats. Um, I don't think, uh, other than the one person I mentioned in the beginning of this um, of this interview, I don't think anyone else who's running for a position or re-election is really part of that. Um, I know the chair and vice chair aren't running for re-election. Um, in fact, the vice chair, he, I, um, he, he actually wrote an article recently uh, called why libertarians need to shut up about the vaccine passports and everything else. <laughs> it, no, it was a bad article. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you if, uh, afterwards if you want. It was, it was hard to read. In fact, after the headline, I had to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, the secretary, I don't believe he's running again. Um, I could be mistaken. I mean, Tim Hagen, treasurer. I mean, if he loses chair, he might run for treasurer again. And as for the as for the northerns. Uh, northern and southern at large reps i don't know if they are yeah um, um either way though i mean you know I, I'm, I'm not interested in this in this infighting i i really it, i hate the fact that i even know some of these like names on social media like i see from other states just attacking nieces and all, all this stuff like i i don't i have to pay attention to stuff just to kind of see what the tone is going to be at going to the convention but at the end of the day like once it's over i don't i'm not going to care at all anymore i'm just going to be focused on my job and anything you see post on Twitter is just going to be, Hey, I'm doing this or Mario Kart clips, you know, when, when I start playing again. And, and I'm just looking forward to this being over and, you know, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to win. And if I don't win, it's gonna, I'll be disappointed for a few days, like really disappointed. And then it's just that just a small number of people and whoever the fuck ran that Twitter, I don't even know who it was. I actually thought it was the chair running it until that, that whole thing happened. I thought, oh, they actually had a manager? Okay, I thought it was just the chair doing it. I guess not. Um, but, you know, we just needed really get to work and start really move, working a lot harder to move forward. And those who are in, you know, currently in power, I think, I hope they're aware that if you hold on to power or if you are part of the, the old guard and you get a seat in the executive committee, just I hope you know that you're going to have to work a lot harder than, you, than you've done or have seen in previous terms. And, you know, the new people coming in, you know, Mises or, you know, Mises friendly or just people who just are coming in and just want to see things get better. They're not going to tolerate the same old, same old. They're, they want, they want to see us do stuff, like a lot more stuff. And so community service, I'm going to push that. I'm going to push uh, college campus uh, LP. So Cam's can speak on college campuses. Oh, and one platform plank I forgot to mention is that 
I want to start working with other liberty libertarian groups like YAL, SFL, AFP, CBA, uh, NPRI, and I have and I already have relationships with most of these groups already. Uh, I'm actually going to be going to the AFP office tomorrow um, with us some. Uh, they share a building with CBA, so I'm going to be, uh, which by the way, Americans for Prosperity and Concerned Veterans of America. So I'm going to be helping them with an event tomorrow. So I, I'm out there. I'm, you know, I'm constantly like just pushing stuff. Um, after this protest a uh, week and a half ago, like I'm not really sure what's um, for for Yale. We're, we're planning a gun shoot before the end of the semester. Hopefully, um, uh, it happens or a range day as um they call it. Sure. So you know it's gonna be really you know we're doing stuff and you know and I want to see the LP do more of that like I'm sick of seeing the Libertarian Party be like a bubble and in its own little world from the rest of the Libertarian Liberty movement you know we have to be one unified movement you know especially with what we're up, what we're up against. I agree. No, I I like it a lot. Tell people. Uh, so first of all, thank you for coming on. This is awesome. I'm really pumped up about May first. I think this is gonna be. A, a really interesting election to watch uh, for the National Libertarian Party, um, and then just to see how Nevada oh. goes a year before the big convention. So, um, oh, oh, so sorry. How they can... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Before that, as of last night, uh, I found out that the the LNC chair, um, Mr. I can't remember his first name, but Mr. Bishop Henchman is going to be at the Nevada convention. So oh, is his so is his challenger, Angel McArdle. So this awesome. actually is going to be like a mini. And since the national convention is actually in Reno in our same state next year, this is going to be like a mini national convention in a sense. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, you can find me uh, Twitter at Jesse James Welsh. Um, same name on uh, on Facebook. Uh, uh, Instagram, I, I don't use it as much. Um, I mostly post pictures of just like personal stuff. Um, but, you know, feel free to add me and... You know, if you follow me, I will follow you back because I'm really weird about having the exact same number of followers as people I'm following. <laughs> like, I try to keep the number like the same. <laughs> Very cool. Well, best of luck to you. I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, thank you for getting involved so early. You know, and and joining the party. It's awesome to see people join and run. And uh, we had that happen multiple times in Oklahoma, and they did win. Uh, and they're and they're some of the most active of people on the XCOM right now. So good luck to you. We're going to be watching close. We'll have you back after you win. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot.